my entire life has just crumbled what I had envisioned envisioned to be this perfect um, fairy tale was not and um, I was sitting in the shower just crying by myself um, I couldn't call my family because they were really far away I had no one else there um, I had the dogs that was about it and I had just the same bed that we used to sleep in and all the pictures on the wall and I think that got me to realise that at this point no one was coming to save me and I needed to take accountability for my actions and take responsibility and from that point, I think my entire outlook and perspective on life changed. I'm Ren McDonald, and this is The Hope Initiative, a show dedicated to learning about humans on planet Earth, where I speak with everyday people to find moments of success and struggle in their life to help inspire hope in yours. In today's episode of The Hope Initiative, I speak with Dylan Johnston. Dylan is a guy who I met about a year ago working at a bar in Bendigo. He is very much in sort of the space of self-help and motivation. And on the topic of motivation, it's almost forming discipline and habits around your life and taking control of your life. And it's really just a no-bullshit approach. So... It is different to any of the conversations I've had thus far, but it's one that I really got a lot of value out of, and I hope everyone listening does too. So without further ado, here is Dylan. All the best. Dylan Johnston, welcome to The Hope Initiative. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for coming here today. This is the third time of asking. (laughs) Unfortunately, I cancelled on you a couple of times. Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. So, uh, busy uh, schedule. Yeah, well, we both live a busy schedule. I think yours is slightly busier than mine by design, which is what you want. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice one, man. So, this is going to be obviously a fairly high energy podcast. Well, not obviously, but I know it's going to be. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know you, uh, well, to give some context, we met about a year ago uh, at the Star Bar in Bendigo. Yep, I was times. on. Yeah, very fun times. I was on an end of season soccer trip. Uh, with a bunch of my mates and three of us, we all came in quite early because you got to get in early if you want to all get into the star bar, big group of lads. <laughs> but um, we got in early, a few of us went to get a cocktail and you were the, the cocktail waiter. Yes. And I think it might have been one of your first shifts. I think it was like one of the, I think, yeah, it would have been the start of the, when I first started to go there. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think we ordered one of the drinks and you weren't too sure how to make it, which was yeah, quite I funny. think I kind of fluked the whole thing for the first yeah. few shifts and then I kind of got the hang of it and then... Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Love it. So that's how we met. We had a fairly good chat, I think, just in that time. You know, you don't often get to chat to, say, your waiter or whatever, you know, the person behind the bar, so to speak. Nah, it's a very quiet part of the club. So that Mm. section there is pretty good if you want to just have a quiet night, get away from the hustle and bustle of the uni kids. Yeah. So we we had a drink. We were having a bit of a chat to you, and then you know we we went off, and the place got quite crowded. Anyway, later in the night, as I was leaving, I was like, "Hey, mate, can I like, get your number? Keep in touch or something?" Because I think you you mentioned at the time you weren't from Bendigo. You're from Melbourne. Yeah, Bendigo, just as well for any uh, international listeners, is a country town <laughs> in Victoria. I do have some international listeners, not well, to sound like a pretentious prick, <laughs> but um, yeah, country town in Bendigo, so a few hours away from Melbourne, but um. Wanted to keep in touch with you, so followed your Instagram, yeah. and I think at the time, even then, about a year ago, you had quite a few followers. And this is all giving context. This is um, this is for a purpose. Why I'm 
going yeah. on a bit of a rant here, but you have about I think it's fourteen thousand followers now. Check before. Yeah, I think I have about fourteen thousand, and I think I was around about maybe twelve at that time. Okay, nice. So you're someone who every day you're banging sort of the drum, your drum, and giving people you, you motivate people, but in a way that's like, hey. You, you call that bullshit, essentially, and you're just like, fucking go after your dreams, chase your goals, this is what you need to do. You fucking wake up at 4am, and then we're going to get into a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But every day you're doing this, and it's quite inspiring. Yeah, it's it's about going away from the general norm of just talking about doing something and actually doing it and showing people that success is not going to come easy and that um, you actually have to put in the work and you have to be willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. And once you show people that it is achievable and that it does require hard work. You inspire people on a different level. Beautiful. Love it, man. So when I was preparing for this interview, I, I have a bit of a, a cheat sheet, a bit of a list of questions that I like to ask yep. people, and I always add to this, always add to it. So it's probably about 60 questions. Like you never ask 60 questions in a podcast, <laughs> right? otherwise you'd be talking. I mean, I think this this memory card that I've got plugged in at the moment can take 13 hours of audio now. <laughs> no one's going to sit here and listen to 30 no, hours of audio. Work tonight, yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> but I was making this list and I was like, yeah, I, could, I would love to ask him that question and this question. And, you know, I was just kept on adding questions. And by the time I came, I think it was about 20 questions, right? And in my experience, like I say, it would take about three to four hours to get through that. But then I sort of mentally took a step back and was like, well, what do I want to get out of today? And what do I want to yeah. give to the listeners? Because really, I probably haven't done an episode like what we're about to do. Yeah, it's probably essentially about creating value. Yeah. How can we give the most value to a, a wide demographic of people listening? Because yep. say you've got 14,000 followers on Instagram, you know, I've, I would think there's a bit of a, you know, targeted group of who those people might be, for example. Yeah. Whereas I think my listeners are a bit more of a wider spread, but you can still give value to all of those people, I believe. Yeah, 100%. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, you're welcome. So... I looked at all those questions like, so what can we get out of today, right? So I don't want to change up too much of what I do, and I'm not sure if you've listened to any of my previous episodes. It's fine if you haven't. <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot. But I usually start by asking people to tell me a bit about their life. And more recently, I've really put the, the guest on the spot by saying, tell me your life story in three minutes or less. That's really hard to do. Yeah, I'm sure. But... I feel like it really puts someone, and look, obviously, if it takes more, yeah. I'm not going to you know, cut you off at three it. minutes, but if you don't mind, start from wherever you feel the beginning is and lead me to present present time, present day. Uh, so I guess I can kind of go, like, trying to keep this short, and I'll keep it into, like, a space of three minutes, but <laughs> essentially, um, I grew up with my mum, and at the age of 12, I was taken away. So I grew up in housing commission, pretty rough upbringing, pretty much missed, I'd say, my first year of high school. So year seven, pretty much missed year six and flunked my way through just copying people's work and passing exams when I had to so I didn't have to repeat. And then um, I had an event that happened and then I had a choice to either go to a foster home or I had to go to my grandma's house and I chose to go to my grandma's house. And from there, I was a pretty much uh, shit of a kid, you could say. I was just really angry and just blamed the world for my situation and my circumstances in life. Um, I found myself getting arrested and 
drinking and partying and getting into fights and all this kind of stuff. So it, it just kind of unraveled and I was just surrounding myself around with people that, that weren't actually doing anything in life. And I think my family realized that as well. Um, I met my dad for the first time when I was 12 because um, I'd never met him growing oh. up. So when I met him, I kind of, we, we kind of had like, we got like friends. I wouldn't say we're like, got like a, Father son relationship. Yeah, it's not it's not like that at all. So yeah. we're we're more friends. But um, once those people started realizing that I was spiring out of control, I think my my grandma made the decision to try and push me into something. And um, she did a good job. Now looking back, but um, I remember I walked into her room one day and she was on the computer and she was looking at um, the Australian Defence Force. Okay. She, was, she was looking at the army. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what's that? You know? And she's like, oh, don't worry, you couldn't do it. And I was like. Fuck you, I'm going to prove you. <laughs> prove it wrong. Yeah, so um, I was like, how much does it pay? And she was like, 55000 I'm like, 55000 I'm like, I'm dropping out of school. <laughs> I'm doing it. So, How um, old were you in this seven? I was 16. So okay. um, I ended up, you know, going through the application process, did my, my testing, did do my fitness take, test. Do they take kids that young? Well, you can apply at that age, 16, okay. but you can't actually leave until you're 17. Right. So... Um, I had wow. to go through a whole bunch of drama with that because um, obviously I'd taken away from my mum mm. and I needed to prove that my grandma was my legal guardian to sign me off to, mm. to go. So yeah. I ended up going through that process and then I went through and did my time in the army, travelled all around Australia. I got posted to the Northern Territory. Yep. Touch wood, never have to go back there again. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't fun times. Okay. So I went to a beautiful place, but I definitely wouldn't live there. Yep. Um, and I fell in love up there. Yeah. And well, so you say like fall in love, I don't know, like it's your first little thing in life. Sure. So um I ended up leaving the army. Um and I How long were you in the army for? Two and a bit years, exactly okay. the same kind of I kinda of go through a cycle every two years. I kinda of like okay. I'm like, Oh, what's next? What's next? I'm kinda of getting <laughs> bored of this. But sure. I ended up getting to that point and um I remember there was positions going in the prison. Yeah. Um and I was nineteen at the time and everyone was like, Oh, you're not gonna get it, man. So young, you got no life experience, and none of these people actually knew my upbringing or my story. So when I went for the interview, I kind of just was pretty real and raw about my story and wanting to help people. So um, I got offered the job, and I was probably one of the youngest in Australia. Yeah. I, I don't know a hundred percent, but from what I've been told, yeah, I'm one of the youngest in Australia to ever be a prison guard. Wow. So I was 19 when I walked on the floor, and you know, I stayed up there for for a long, long time, and then um, I always wanted to come back down to Melbourne. Yep. I always really did. And oh, so was this prison in Northern Territory? This prison was in the Northern yep. Territory, Don't yeah. have to name it because security <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some crims like, <laughs> Mr. Johnston, you know, like, yeah. But we won't go into too much detail about no, that. No, 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 don't. That's fine. So, um, okay. yeah, um, when I was um, looking to try and get down to Melbourne, I had a friend through another friend that I knew who had an opportunity for me and um, he gave me a phone call and he essentially was like... Um, I've got an offer for you and uh, I can't tell you anything about it or what it's going to be or how much it's going to pay, but you've got 10 days. So like 10 days to make up your mind and get here or? 10 days until I started. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so I had less than that. So he really. just assumed you were in 100%. He's just like, yeah. mystery, here's the mystery, get down. I think I kind of put it to him and I'm kind of like a all-in kind of person. So I kind of put it to him like, if anything comes up, you let me know. And it was like, well, something's come up. And <laughs> I'm counting on you. So I literally sold my entire house. I sold my car and I drove down with my partner at the time and the yeah. dog from Darwin all the way 
down to Melbourne in a Toyota Yaris. Like beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. So, um, lovely road trip, I'm sure. Yeah, it was a definitely a nice little road trip in a Toyota Yaris. So <laughs> I definitely don't want to see one of those again for a long time. I'm sure. But um, that taught me a lot as well about taking a leap of faith and just getting outside my comfort zone. And that's kind of what I've done essentially in my entire life is I've always looked for that next big step into the unknown. And that for me was a massive, massive step. Um, and I knew that my family wouldn't approve, so I didn't even tell my family that I was doing it. Where were you from originally? Originally from Sydney, so... Okay. Um, so you Sydney, up to Northern Territory, then down to Melbourne. Yeah. I'm sure Sydney siders wouldn't approve of their son moving to Melbourne. There's a no, bit of a rivalry. No, so, <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're going to start going to Brunswick and having flared <laughs> pants and drinking coffees with the hipsters. So got a man bun, like I've got. <laughs> yeah, Don't hang out with me too much or you will. Yeah, more in Brunswick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I ended up doing that, and yeah. um, that kind of kickstarted my career um, in what I do now, which is work health and safety. So um, that's kind of essentially brought me to the point now where I think I went through a couple rough patches where I broke up with my partner that I moved down with, and there was a bit of spiral out of control a little bit, and a little bit of bouts of depression and stuff like that, and then. I remember like just sitting in the shower one day and I was just sitting there crying and I was just like, my entire life had just crumbled what I had envisioned, envisioned to be this perfect um, fairy tale was not and um, I was sitting in the shower just crying by myself. Um, I couldn't call my family because they were really far away. I had no one else there. Um, I had the dogs, that was about it and I had just the same bed that we used to sleep in and all the pictures on the wall and I think that got me to realise that at this point no one was coming to save me and I needed to take accountability for my actions and take responsibility. And from that point, I think my entire outlook and perspective of life changed. So I ended up just taking control from that point and said, you know what, I'm not going to blame anyone else for anything because no one's going to come and save me regardless of how much you think it's going to happen. It's not. So yeah. I just went balls to walls and just started really pushing, you know, myself in terms of my career, um, personal development. And ever since then, everything's just really fallen into alignment. That's great, man. Now, the, the point you're saying there, sort of a turning point, this was a few years ago, once yeah. you moved down to Melbourne? Yeah, so this would have been about, I'd say, two years ago. Okay. So just two years ago. And how old are you now? 23. 23. So you're 21, you moved down to Melbourne, or roughly, maybe 20, yeah. 21. Um. Because, like I say, I've followed you on Instagram since we first met, and you often, you know, put up, you know, ask me a question sort of thing, and one that I screenshotted about two months ago, and I'm going to read it, I've got it here, because as, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I want to want to find out what this is, so I'm probably going to ask you to, no, you know, go hard, go share, hard. and, you know, I guess be, be vulnerable, but the question someone asked you, what was the turning point in your life where you went from an average mindset to where you are now? Now... This may is this the the moment that you sort of just yeah it kind of ties over? into I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly I think I dive into it a little bit in there is what you can type yeah uh, I mean do a video yeah you can't you can't do too much on an Instagram photo or ten second videos but you say I reached a point in my life where I was extremely broke I was extremely depressed I literally had no escape I couldn't go back home I have no dad or mum to turn to so I literally had to take responsibility for the situation in. I was in, sorry, and changed my entire life. Now, I just look at that and be like, that's that's ballsy, that's gutsy, you know, because one thing that I've learned in the past few years, you know, when I've been at my lowest is that 
you know, really there's two decisions that you can make. It's like, well, either succumb and let this situation overwhelm me and then obviously there's a plethora of decisions that can go from there. You know, you want to go fucking become an alcoholic, do drugs, yeah. sleep with lots of people, do whatever, just dwindling spiral all the way down. There's nothing sleep with lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> or you go do that or you come over and you just go and sort of what you're saying there, take responsibility. Yeah, 100%. Right? And you've done that. Now, what I want to get into soon is how you got to that mindset, but do you mind sharing exactly what that situation was in a bit more detail? That was the breakup. So yeah. um, I took a traineeship for my job, so I pretty much took a pay cut. Um, I was earning about like $50,000 a year. Um, yeah. I had a $650 rent that I had to pay every single yeah. week, plus my car payments on top of that, and you know your general groceries, your phone bill, electricity, power, gas. And um, I was with my partner at this time, so it was pretty easy, you know. Um, we had two incomes and we were working through it. Mm. And I also had a housemate at that time as well. Okay. So um, through that breakup, that housemate moved out and then obviously my ex-partner moved out as well. So I found myself in a position where I was earning less than I was before. I was in the house that we shared together. Mm. I had all these responsibilities that I couldn't run away from and I had to pay rent on top of it all. Mm. And it wasn't like I was in a position where I could just like throw my hands up and just go home because that that wasn't an option for me. Like that literally, I, I made it and not an option. Mm. So like I said, you know, when you come home and you face that every single day for a period of time, it does get to you and it did break me and that's where I... I did find myself like just sitting in the shower and just fucking crying. Mm. And then you realise like no one's going to come and be like, oh, poor you, here's $50,000, go and start again. Like you just have to take. Yeah, it's not monopoly. No, right? 100%. And, and that's the thing that I realised and that's what people don't actually realise. And, you know, through failing, you know, I lost $30,000 just in that, let alone like, that was savings, not including the debt I actually got myself into mm. to get into that position. And then I had no one else to really look at but myself because I allowed myself to get to that point. So it was coming to terms and saying, you know, I'm the person who put myself here and just being like, okay, sweet as, yeah. what do we do to get out of this? Let's start making an action plan and, and being accountable. So the breakup happens. When does the, the turnaround from being say crying in the shower to going cool how do I make the plan was it like it was like an immediate thing it was like oh. immediate like I, I just got out of the shower I looked myself Fucking good in the shower mirror. man yeah. brilliant shower <laughs> what shower head is that yeah. you gotta get them on as a sponsor or something <laughs> yeah I could probably like do like a e-commerce something yeah like like marketing infomercials <laughs> on you know daytime TV I don't know yeah I don't watch any um, much TV but what's going on I think we're onto something here <laughs> we'll talk about this thing. after but okay so the shower you get yeah. out and you're like, I yeah, need to fucking... Yeah, like, it, like, it was like, you know, fuck this. I need to start taking accountability. I look myself in the mirror and, you know, it's it wasn't like an actual conversation with myself, but, you know, you just face yourself and mm. you're kind of like, you, you are here because of you. And then, you know, it's not like a massive, massive change. Um, it's more along the lines of like the compound principle. You yeah. know, it's a small thing here, a small thing there. And over time, that compounds into a lifestyle, and that lifestyle then again, compounds because those become habits and foundations. Love that. 
I think we'll talk a little bit more on that soon because you're a guy who does a lot of little actions, I think, that really do compound. I've started taking cold showers in the mornings no way. since you've uh, <laughs> been posting. And I used to do it about three years ago. There's a period for about a month where I would take yeah, cold showers. I don't have cold showers at night. I like to have the warm showers before bed. No, I'm the same. What was the shower that you had? Was it cold or, or warm? Or it, was, it was warm. It was warm. <laughs> it was warm Nice and comforting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Class. That was good. Thank yeah, you for good. sharing all nah, that, That's all good, man. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, what are you trying to achieve in your life? You're 23? 23? Yeah. You've done a bit. <laughs> You've been in the, the Navy. Army, Army, Army sorry. Be very careful. <laughs> That's right. Very different. So, <laughs> my, my bad. In the Army. Yeah. You've worked as a prison guard. Yeah. And now you work in health and safety in like construction? Is yeah, so I work for a major tier one company down here in Melbourne doing the Southern Program Alliance and we're doing all the level crossing removal. So yep. we're causing a lot of delays, but they'll be all right. Yeah, one day next. there'll be no delays. And yeah, 100%. All the, all the train tracks will be underground and whatnot. Yeah. But what, 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 are you, yeah, what are you trying to achieve? You're 23, you've got your whole life ahead of you. If you listen to guys like Gary V, you know, he's mid 40s and he's saying he's only getting started you're like half yeah. that age yeah what's the what's the purpose freedom it's a pretty simple one i guess you know yep. create wealth and freedom and be able to share that with people and along that journey you can change lives which is what i'm doing with welcome to hell mm. you know and um from that there's a few things i do have um plans coming up and that's probably going into more of the mentoring and the leadership space where I'll go out and um, hopefully reach out to some younger kids that grew up very similar to me and show them that just because of um, your upbringing and your environment, you don't actually have to be like that and follow those trends of the influences of those people. Yeah. Nice, man. That's a really good purpose, really good dream. So when did you sort of have that? Like, was that something that you had from when you were a young age? When I've you always wanted to help people um, yeah. in terms of how it all looked. Um, I don't think I envisioned any of this looking the way it has. It's just kind of fallen into place and yeah. um, law of attraction and then law of action as well. So, mm. you know, your vision doing something, it's not always going to come out the way you want, but sure, that's uh, that's fate. Well, I'm a big, big fan of this saying, uh, perfection is the enemy of progression. Yeah. So, like, I started this podcast in January this year, right, and I sort of was starting the course to learn about a year ago. But if you listen to the first episodes, like I'm quite proud of them, as I believe I should be. But if I really sat down and tried to perfect it and make this awesome podcast and I'm trying to be up here with like the Tim Ferrisses and the Joe Rogans and these super podcasts, I would have never have shipped anything, nah, right? No, you just, just got to start. And that's one thing I learned with uh, starting my own business. Mm. You know, in the last two months, I've started two businesses. Brilliant. Two. And some people never start one in their entire life. Right. You know, and it was more about, um, I had a phone call with someone from Queensland, mm. one of my good mates, Kai, and um, I was telling him about this self-development course I put together and how it's going to change lives and I'm going to do all these amazing things. And he was like, uh, have you done it? <laughs> and I was like, fuck. I'm like, you know, and like, I literally, I got off the phone and I literally looked at my calendar and I, I just set a date and I was like, it's happening. And then ever since I set that date, like I, I just put in the date and then I was like, I'll just fucking figure out everything else along the way but I, I have a deadline to meet and i'll eventually get there and if i don't fuck i've learned a whole lot 
in that process of trying to meet that deadline. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like going out there on a on a massive limb to to say that you're gonna change people's lives and you can do this amazing course and you know, I've got people pay, so there's there's an expectation to deliver this. So yeah. it's just raise that bar to deliver to deliver. So if I didn't lock that date in, I didn't start putting it out there. This would have just been a dream that would have just sat there and sat there and I would have ended up being like a lot of people who get to their 50s and 60s and said, fuck, I wish I did something in my life. So talk to me about this program because, and I want people to know that this podcast isn't, like I didn't contact you going, hey, I, like, I didn't even know about it when I first messaged you. Yeah. I think you might have released it a, a few weeks later or like telling people about it. This is Welcome to Hell, right? This yeah, is it's it. Welcome to Hell, yeah. Sounds very inviting. I hope there's a lot of warm <laughs> shouts. But no, so you've got Welcome to Hell. When was the date that you set for this? Because it's not released yet. It's the 29th and the 30th of November. Of November. Right. So it's that was when you set when? Months ago? Uh, or when you yeah, spoke to Yeah, literally like a car. month and a bit ago. Okay. So you set those two dates. That's a weekend. Saturday and Sunday, right? I literally, yeah. F- no, it's a Friday afternoon. Friday Saturday. Up. Okay. Cool. So you, you set this date and now you're going... You know, balls to the wall. All now I've done blazing, marketing campaigns on Instagram. I've set up Instagram accounts. I've set up sales funnels. I've taught myself e-commerce. Like it's just been, I need to do this. How do I do it? Teach myself on Google or teach myself through the network that I've created. And it just all happens, you know. I think networking is so underrated in terms of how powerful it actually can be in terms of, you know, you don't need to go to uni. You don't need to go to school. And that's what people think. Like, they think you need to go do this amazing marketing course at uni to just fucking learn something you can learn for free on Google or just ask someone. Right. You know, I've got a phone in my hand right now. That's what I'm referring to for questions, but you can literally learn anything on there. Like, 100%. Like we were just talking before we started recording. I started a new job recently and I didn't know how to do half of it, or probably more than half, because. I produce a podcast now for a company. Are they listening? I, I do all this video. <laughs> they might be. Who knows? They knew I didn't know. I mean, I said I did, but I just learned on the job. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like punching into YouTube. How do I do this on this program? And you watch the video yeah. and you do it. But that's the thing with the generation nowadays. And I see with a lot of my friends, they would rather tell someone or have someone show them how to do something or spend years going to uni to learn something than, than actually go out there and just spend the valuable time themselves to go and research and actually learn something. Mm. Completely agree, man. Like it's uh, there's there's an amazing saying with um, that ties into that. It's like um, you can give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, but if you can teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Love it, brilliant. So welcome to hell. Are you teaching people how to fish? What are you doing? Are you them, <laughs> uh, you doing? There might be a little bit of fishing. It's not <laughs> the kind of fishing that you think it is. <laughs> well, but it's down in St Kilda, so there's a bit of water yeah, there. Yeah, so. You, yeah, can you share? Is I can't it, share exactly the details of okay. the course because it takes away from the value of what we're trying to create. But sure. I can give you a bit of a breakdown of Whatever why we set it up. So essentially, um, my business partner, Jamal, you might have seen on the social media with me as well. Definitely. But we um, we see a massive gap out there in society of what they're doing in the self-development space. And essentially with that, um, we identified that not everyone learns the, the same. You right. know, Some people learn through reading a book. Some people learn through listening, you know, or some people learn hands-on. Yep. So I think that there's a lot of hype around a lot of these self-development courses and these seminars where you go to a room full of people and the energy is there. You're surrounded by like-minded individuals. There's fireworks. There's a powerful motivational speaker like Tony Robbins. It's a, it's a massive hype and then the event's over. You know? And, and you go away on your own and yeah. six months later nothing gets done. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Motivation's fake. And uh, okay. motivation is fake. 
talk to me about that. That's interesting. Interesting um, statement. It doesn't last. Mm. It's a it's a fail safe. Um, that's where discipline comes in because the days that motivation doesn't rock up, discipline's there to get you up. Mm. So when you're waking up in the morning, you're not going fuck yeah. I'm pumped to go get this day. I'm gonna go do this and do this. You're sitting there and going oh. Wish I could put my head back on the pillow. Yeah, I'm like, is it really four o'clock already? <laughs> <laughs> and that's for me as well, but discipline's what gets you up. Motivation's yeah. great, don't get me wrong, but motivation's fake. It's not actually what creates high-performance people. Discipline is. Yeah. And through doing actions. That's brilliant, man. So you wake up at 4 a.m. every day? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's crazy. Some days I have off, but, you know, that's just when life gets in the way and, yeah. you know. Sometimes if you get to bed to like 12 o'clock, you're not going to get up at 4 o'clock because... Right, you know, you're going to be ratchet the next day. 100%. Right? So there are days where I don't get up at 4 o'clock, but I definitely make a conscious effort to try and get up at 4 o'clock whenever I can and when it fits my routine. Nice, man. That's quality. And a cold shower. Cold nice shower. After the gym. Yeah, so I wake up every morning. I go for a walk, um, me and my partner. Yeah. And uh, on that walk, you know, it's quiet. There's no one around. Obviously, before I ever go to bed. Um, and Sarah take starts chopping flowers, right? I yeah. See on, on your Insta stories. So hey, nice. bro, there's investigation. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, she's a little uh, fl flower thief. Bit of a florist at yeah. heart. Yeah, nice. We're starting a business. <laughs> uh, there's no overheads at all. <laughs> um, oh so, yeah, we, um, we spend some time together and um, we take a moment to really ask each other what we're grateful for every single day. Nice. And it's something that um, I never used to do. And it's something that someone asked me one time what I'm grateful for. And I really, really struggled to answer that. Um, wow. You know, you ask someone what they're grateful for and they say, oh, to be alive. Like there's such a generic answer. You know what I mean? But when you actually start to actually break down what you're actually grateful for every single day, then you actually find a lot about yourself. Um, so, and you actually learn a lot about other people as well. So asking your partner every single day what they're grateful for, you, you get to know them on a deeper level. And I, I think it's improved my relationship. That's great, then. man. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Nah, it's good. So yeah. Where did you come up with that? Like, did you read like that I in said, books man, or you just started doing Someone it? asked me and I couldn't answer it. And I was like, wow, I need to start asking myself this question more often. Yeah. You know, so, and I just started asking Heaps of people. I did like um, a massive mental health talk yeah. at work and I asked like 70 people what they're grateful for and I told them to write it down, you know, and you, you, the moment you start asking people and, and having those conversations, you learn a lot about people, Yeah, you know, um, it just teaches you a lot about yourself as well. Yeah. So that's been a massive step for me and I encourage everyone to ask themselves what they're grateful for, but not just a generic answer like, you know, I'm grateful to be alive. I think we all are grateful to be alive. But mm -hmm. when you start asking like the finer details, you know, like um, for instance, like I think one of the really good ones I said when um, Sarah asked me was um, I'm grateful to be treated with high regards as a young professional in the industry. Yeah. Because most people um, at a young age are disregarded in the, in the industry. Yeah. You know, as like the young, they don't really know much or, you know, you, you just start finding things that just you're grateful for, but you'd never really think about. Yeah. Because you're thinking outside the box. And then when you start thinking about all the things you're grateful for, it's easy to be positive. Because you've got so much to be grateful for. Not just to be alive. Amen. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's brilliant, man. So what are you grateful for today? What, I going? Oh, what did I say this morning? 
Really put my spot. I want to say something because if I say something different to what I said this morning, Sarah's going to kill me. I don't mind. <laughs> Fuck, I can edit it out. As uh, I say, That's no. Right. Um, I've I'm grateful for the last few months. I've actually put an extra step into learning. Yeah. Um. So in terms of like self development, so since I've been doing that, I've been reading a lot more and just opening my perspective. And I think that's just made me open my eyes to life a little yeah. bit more. You know, I'm reading a book at the moment called The Compound Effect and that's yep. just made me look at the my relationship even at a different level, you know, in terms of like how small decisions you do on a daily basis can have a ripple effect, not just through your life, but through someone else's life. So I think that's what I'm grateful for is the ability that I've opened my eyes and I've been able to learn rather than being in a fixed mindset. So yeah. changing to a growth mindset and allowing myself to, to learn and not be like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Know, which is what a lot of people do. Like, if you teach someone something and they're not interested, you watch them go, yeah, 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 yeah I know. Well, the big thing that I believe is the first barrier that there is to learning is thinking you know everything there is to know about a subject. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, it's 100%. I had this conversation with somebody the other day and I was talking about how I've changed my mindset around um, even if I know 99% of what that person's talking about, I may get 1% value from that person and that 1% value over a period of time compounds and then, you know, if you get a 1% here, 1% there, you know, in a whole year's time of thinking you know something, you haven't learned anything, but if you open your eyes, you've probably learned 30% more about a subject you didn't actually know. Absolutely. Love it. Completely agree, man. That's brilliant. Oh, great. I feel like I could talk to you about that, <laughs> like, as a thing, and we should seriously when yeah. we finish recording, but there's some other questions here, and we've been talking now for just over half an hour, but I'm really enjoying this, man. Nah, it's good. So good thank shoot. you. <sighs> so before you were talking about discipline. Yeah. Discipline is the key to getting things done, essentially, not motivation. It's yeah. discipline. Discipline is what the driver for success is the way anyone sort of rises through conditions in the world yeah 100%. for example so how do you maintain discipline in a world where you know i i just got this new iphone and i'm yet to get a case for it and i asked my friend who i asked a friend the other day she's got you know a nice phone cover i'm like well, where where can i get that phone cover right and she sends me a text and before i even had a chance to google it i, I was on instagram and i had a targeted ad from that company which i'd never heard of before right so it's almost like we're getting a messages read or I, I don't know, not to come on and talk conspiracy theories, but it's like, <laughs> Hey, is that a silver dish on your head? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that happens. hundred percent. Maybe, yeah. maybe I did Google it, but anyway, <laughs> it came up in my fucking Instagram feed and I'm like, as a, as a sponsored ad, Yeah. but we're getting hit more than ever. Right. And I love marketing and I love, I love advertising and, and making products, but it's like a distraction rich environment that we live in right we got notifications going off on our phone we got all these movies we got all these tv shows you can watch this and that on, you know in bed yeah. how do you stay disciplined and and keep that all aside because as someone who wakes up at 4 a.m every day i'm guessing you go to bed i think i ask you around 10 most yeah. nights you'd hopefully getting you know at least six to eight hours sleep how do you stay disciplined and not fall into that trap i think i can answer the first one of that uh no yeah. one messages you at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> there's no one really calling you or anything so i guess that's that's a part create time where it is quiet mm. we don't have those distractions from life yeah you know? um i used to wake up later than that and i'd be stuck in traffic and i'd be stressing because i was late and i was rushing around and then i'm stuck in traffic with people who are in the exact same position yeah. so automatically my mood has completely changed 
Um, so that that's one aspect. And then I guess the other aspect ties into um, something I've been preaching a lot lately. It's a concept that I've come up with called the artificial environment. Mm. Now, in terms of being disciplined and maintaining structure, you need to create that yourself. So you've got a real environment. A real environment consists of things you cannot change. So your work, your friends, your family, your relationships, you cannot change how those people affect you on a daily basis. Say that again. So you've got your work, yeah. your friends, yeah. your family and your relationships. You cannot change how those people will affect your mood, have an impact on you in terms of what you do on a day-to-day basis. So like they might affect your schedule and stuff like that. Because you can't control their you actions. You can't control their actions. Right. You have no yeah, control over those people at all. Cool. However, what you can control is everything outside of that. Mm. So what you create outside of that, I could do a simple thing with you right now and I could ask you to open up your Instagram feed and I guarantee you the first four posts would be shit. Yeah, right. Let's hope it's not one of yours, eh? <laughs> so what do you, t- yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So yeah, yeah, in, 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 in terms of what you're saying, in terms of when you're on Instagram before, what are you seeing? Yeah, shit. I mean, yeah. You're not seeing growth, you're and not seeing it's development. Interesting. When I was, you know, coming up with what I wanted to ask you today, one of the things that I wanted to mention was that I quite often will be watching your Instagram stories and you'll be like given a fucking dose of medicine in terms of, you know, like a truth bomb or something. And I'm just like, you're fucking right. And I quite often close it mid your story and like just put the phone down and go and do some productive shit. Like, you know, that's what I talk about. So in terms of creating discipline, there's the artificial environment that you can create through books, podcasts, eBooks, you know, you've got, Social media, which is a massive one, you know, yeah. go through and delete all the bikini girls. Go yeah. through, delete all the bodybuilding stuff. Go through, delete all this shit that's not even relevant. Yeah. Go on, delete all your friends that are out there celebrating every single week and they're partying. What, what the fuck are they celebrating? They're celebrating nothing. <laughs> they're not even fucking successful. They're not even businessmen. They all yeah. live at home still. Mm. Delete those people because they have an impact upon your discipline. They have an impact upon your growth and your development. So the moment you do that, it's the moment you start thinking about things and saying, thinking, go, you know, does that person actually give value to my life? Dan Panner talks about to take a, a book and write down every single person for two weeks that you have an interaction with. Every single interaction. Mm. Then go back to that list and highlight every single person that adds no value to your development. See how many people are left over. Well. And it's, it's very brutal and it's very confronting. Brutal, and yeah. and you, you start to realise, you know, fuck, hang on. Some of my family members yeah. are on here. And, you know, for some people, their own partners are on that list and, and they're fucking highlighted. Yeah. So it's it's the reality that you need to not necessarily cut those people off, but you need to minimize that impact that person has upon you. Right, how much time you might be yeah. spending. Yeah, and then you've got the mental resilience space, which is what I do on a day-to-day basis. You know, those cold showers, waking up early, they're things that build discipline. They're things that, that, that make that little voice go quieter, you know. And if you think that little voice in your head saying stay in bed um, because it's nice and warm and you want to get five minutes more sleep is loud, you wait until you have a cold shower. Yeah. That voice is screaming at you, don't do this, don't do this, you know, you don't want to do it this morning. But when you get in there, what happens? It amplifies even more, like, fuck, this is cold, this is cold, you know, get out, get out, get out. But the moment you, you stop, you be present in that moment, you take a breath and you take control, you're now in control. Mm. You're now driving your own vehicle. And the more that you do that, the less power that voice has over you. So when it comes to doing the small things on a day-to-day basis, like sticking to your diet or getting up early, they become significantly easier because you develop that control over that voice. And that voice is what we, is that, that's human nature, taking the path of least resistance. 
So to maintain discipline, you need to go against that. Yeah. And the more you do that, um, the better you get at it. If you rip up a, a a weed from the garden, is that hard to do? No. If you rip out a small tree, is that hard? <laughs> Depending how small, but probably not. I yeah, know. but if you rip Let, out yeah, an oak tree, yeah, of course, you can't. Yeah. Because you've built those foundations over a period of time. Great so point. that's what happens with habits. Yeah. If you build a habit strong enough over a period of time, that will become a foundation. Mm. And you won't, you won't want to change that. Absolutely. So how long have you been doing, say, these 4 a.m.s cold showers? Like, you feel like it's part of you now? Yeah, I really feel like if I don't do it, it sets me back. Like I said, the compound effect, I've spoken about a fair bit this morning. Yeah. Um, if I don't get up early, it pushes everything back that entire day. Yeah. So not only does it affect that, but it affects my mood as well because I'm running late, I'm stressed, which then affects my partner, which then affects her day. And then we get home, we're late, you know, which will obviously sometimes even lead to a bad decision in terms of eating fast food because we didn't pack lunch or didn't have time to make it in the morning. And then you skip gym because you didn't get to go in the morning. So it's just a ripple effect that carries on throughout. So totally. um, it's massive. Nice. Quality, man. So I think we, before we were talking about Welcome to Helen, we sort of went off. Yeah. Which is probably my bad. I like to ask four questions all in one go. That's nah, all good, man. <laughs> it's a, I it's think it's a, been a good conversation so far. No, I've definitely enjoyed it. I think so as well. But can you tell me a bit more about Welcome to Helen? Because I know you have posted a few things about what it sort of might entail. Yeah, so like I else. said, it's about getting away from what a lot of people in the industry are doing at the moment with creating this fake motivation. Right. Um, like I said, that wears off and people don't have the foundations built. They don't have that discipline. Um, a lot of people have lived in a nutshell, you know, they still live in the same town. Some of them still live at home with mum and dad. And they've never actually gone out there. They've never actually experienced something yeah. in life. They've never really pushed themselves outside their comfort zone. And um, I think as a society, we, we encourage that, you know. It's like uh, when you're growing up, people tell you not to talk to strangers. Right. You know, because strangers are bad, you know, and you end up realising that that has a ripple effect as well. You know, like, do you know your neighbour? Do I know my neighbour? No. Have you ever well, said hello to your neighbour? You know what I mean? I I have said hello to him, yeah. I you actually, wouldn't know his name? I don't know his name. I saw him one morning. <laughs> one morning. Now, that, now that you say this, I live in like, there's like four townhouses. Yeah. And we're the front one. And rolled up that roller door and he was standing out there with a can of V and a cigarette. At seven AM, yeah, and good bloke didn't yeah didn't really want to talk to me, and I said g'day, and he's like, uh, hi, and then I went in to grab something for my car, and as I came out, he was walking back in his house. So not the most approachable guy, but I take your yeah. point, right? Yeah. yeah, talk to strangers, talk to strangers. Well, if yeah. you talk about marketing and business, mm. what do you have to do? You got to get out there. You got to put yourself forward. Hundred like, percent. People are afraid to talk to people because yeah, from a young age, we're 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 programmed as a society. You know, our schooling system programs you. It doesn't program you to for success. It programs you to go to uni and get a job and just be an employee for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, be a cog in the machine. Yeah, but if you look at the cash flow quadrant of where you sit, you know, um, you want to be pushing towards the big business or the investor side of things so you can go out there and create that, that, that independent wealth and that freedom that people are chasing. Yeah. So it's more about understanding a lot of that as well. So what we essentially do going back to Welcome to Hell is we take these people that are insecure, um, that have never really pushed themselves, that a lot of these people actually have gone to these seminars before and they're coming back and going, you know, I've gone to all these events and why the fuck am I not changing? Right. So we grab these people and the first thing we say is that uh, you're not going to know anything that's going to happen in this course. 
And for a lot of people, that's hard. Yeah. Because they, they're structured. They like routine. They like to know what's happening. So that's the first step into the unknown. Yeah. So we take these people into the unknown for 22 hours. Yeah. And through that, there is a lot of mental resilience and team building activities that reprogram people, you know? Yeah. I can see the potential in people. And my business partner can see the, the potential in people. But it's about getting people to look in the mirror and see the potential in themselves. Mm. So to, in order to do that, you need to take them through an experience. Because through this experience and the multiple experiences we have inside this course, they break down themselves and they get to know themselves. They get to know what they're actually capable of achieving. Yeah. They get outside that little shell and they open and then they grow. Yeah. And there's been some, like, I've, I've got some amazing, actually women signed yeah. up to this course. Yeah. I, I've got more women signed up to this course than I do men <laughs> that, are, that are ready to take the leap of faith. And, you know, when I say about this course, Welcome to Hell, the, the, the name alone is intimidating. Mm. When you talk about the instructors on the course, you know, you've got, you've got guys that have served overseas in Afghanistan with special forces. Like, this is not your average show course. And I expect people to fail. Yeah. Because you lose value in just making everyone pass. And that's what everyone's doing out there is everyone's giving everyone a, a clap on the back or a pat on the back, sorry, and, and, yeah. and a clap and saying, Congratulations, here's your achievement award. Yeah. You know, um, we do a celebration at the end of it and the people who who pull out of the course, they won't be going to that. Because mm. we're there to change lives. I'm not there to be a people pleaser. I'm there to take the people who are serious about self development and growth and actually want to go out there. Um, to actually change their life and they're they're the people I want to help along that journey. Love it. Sounds sounds full on. So if you want to change your life, get down to hell. Welcome to hell. <laughs> St Kilda twenty nine. Yeah, and then November. I just locked in um a Brisbane call wow. course as well. Sorry. When's that one? Um I don't know exact date yet. So okay. I had a phone call with someone who said they couldn't make it. Yeah. And I was like, uh, no worries, not wanting to lose a sale. <laughs> um I was like, I'll do a Brisbane course. <laughs> oh, they're from Brisbane. They're from Townsville, so they're going to okay. go to Brisbane. So, yeah, like I said, just uh, throw yourself in the deep end, just make it work. So yeah. now I'm planning for a Brisbane course when I wasn't two days ago. Fucking just rock up, eh? Just yeah, get just, it done. Yeah, that's it. Commit hey, and work it out later. Yeah, 100%. I like it, man. So you mentioned before you had a mentor in New York. He's changing gears again slightly, but you mentioned you have – was it New York? You have a, yeah, they're call? currently in New York at the moment. Currently yeah. in New York. Okay. But I wanted to find out. Who are some of the mentors that you have in your life? You know, you're sitting in, in a shower some years ago and you got out and you're like, I need to take responsibility responsibility, sorry, for my life. That's not the mentality of everyone. And I feel no, like it's, it's the mentors that people have, the people you look up to and aspire to that help you through those things. Now, I'm lucky, like, I, I have quite a few and you may be the same, but who are some of those people for you? For me, it was really hard because, you know, I didn't have a dad who was a good example. Yeah. Um, and when I look at my family, none of them are anything of what I want to be like. Sure. So you completely cross that whole section out. Yeah. Um, and then you start looking at your immediate friends. And at that time, I was in the bodybuilding scene, you know, I was competing and stuff like that. And I'm start looking around and I'm like, oh, fuck. All my friends are like 30-year-old men that are like, renting and they don't even even own anything they're just pts yeah you know that they look good but (laughs) they got no success behind them or you know they can't actually give me any advice for where i want to go so for me for the first few few months um until i started actually 
reaching out through social media and started putting out the content that I did, um, I started meeting people and that kind of formed those relationships then. But before that, um, I started off listening to the MFCEO project by Andy Frisella. Yeah. You know, and my housemate loves Andy Frisella. Yeah, it's really, really yeah. good, man. I really, really rate it. Like it's, it's exactly, it just resonates with me being real and being raw. Yeah. So I started doing that and then, you know, I started listening to Dan Panner. Um, he's pretty, he's like um, Andy Frisella on steroids. So if you yeah, think I've Andy Frisella, yeah, yeah he's, he's pretty full on. So um, I started creating, and this is why I talk about it, was my artificial environment. Yeah. So at that time, I didn't actually have mentors. I didn't know anyone. Yeah. You know, I was suddenly went from the bodybuilding scene, talking about like fitness and gym and training and diets. So like, oh, who wants to be successful? Like, you know, so I had to form that environment myself. So I started trying to read books. I hated reading books, Yeah. you know. So I started reading 10 pages a night. I um, started listening to podcasts. I started watching motivational videos on YouTube. And that kind of pushed it. And, you know, I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to focus on my career. Yeah. And so I did. So I ended up focusing on my career. I got a promotion. I got recruited for another job. I ended up doing that as well. So, like, all these flow and effects actually started coming from that. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck, hang on. This is actually starting to be something. So yeah. um, from there, over time, I've, I've just networked with people. Or just, just being real and being raw, these people have just appeared in my life. Brilliant. So it's you not pulled it in in creating your artificial environment. Yeah, it's not like that. I reached out and went on Google and was like, "Where's a life coach?" And oh, this guy's gonna be the guy for me. Right. It was like I formed my own artificial environment of what I wanted, and from that, those correct people come into my life. Like we always say, the law of attraction. You know, so mm. it wasn't like I was looking for these people. I just formed what I wanted in life, and the right people come along at the right times. Brilliant. Really nice stuff, man. If you could have anything in life be a fact in 10 years' time, whether it affects, affects you directly or the world on a bigger scale, for example, it's like 100% true in 10 years, what would that be? 21-inch biceps. <laughs> <laughs> How big are they now? <laughs> Definitely not that big. No, um, I think that... I don't think I know. That's the difference. I don't think about all these things that are going to happen, I just, I, I plan for them happening. So what's it going to be um, then? 10 years? 10 years from now, Welcome to Hell is going to be one of the leading self-development courses in the world. I'll be traveling interstate with my business partner and I'll be setting up essentially multiple businesses and I'll be um, a multimillionaire and I'll be changing people's lives at the same time. So um, I plan on being the next generation of Gary V's and Annie Frisellas and stuff like that coming through and teaching people. Brilliant. You on TikTok? Gary says get on TikTok. I know I started to, but <laughs> I think TikTok's like really outside my comfort zone in terms of like I'm not into the whole video. You got to get outside it, your comfort zone. I know, I know. So I did listen to it, um, but probably one of the spaces I have moved in and I'm leveraging pretty well at the moment um, is LinkedIn. Okay. So yeah, I think LinkedIn is LinkedIn. such a such an open market at the moment. There's no one really in that space. Like you're talking about Grant Cardone getting like 700 likes on a post on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, you go to Instagram, it's a completely different story. So there is so much space. Um, it's just you to find a way to leverage those networks. TikTok, you know, I have the app on my phone. You got two um, left feet. Is that the problem? It's <laughs> all about dancing, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, so. I don't know enough. I just don't understand the concept behind it. Um, but We'll, we'll have know, to learn. I'll have to learn these things and. Yeah, you probably make a valid point that there's there's all these branches out there, and if you want to get your name out there, 
exactly what Grant says. Whether it's good or bad, you just got to get your name out there. Mm. You just got to you just got to do as much as you can, because um, essentially, um, you are who you know. Right. Yeah. You. So in ten years, those are the things. I like it. I'm I'm gonna be running this podcast in ten years. So yeah, I'll come back I'll, and I'll do like a special guest. Absolutely. Yeah. Give me a shout out on your TikTok in ten years time. <laughs> <laughs> nice I'm going to go home and do a video like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really pushed me up like oh damn it alright bro well I just want to thank you again um, I've got a few more questions to go yeah, but beautiful. I really appreciate you coming in today nah it's um, all good anytime as I say after me cancelling on you two times <laughs> really appreciate it so if you wanted to make that 10 years in one so in one year's time all those things that you just said came true what would you have to change in your life now I I have this as a question for some people when I ask them that. And they're not doing anywhere near the levels of activity you are. So if I wanted to change if you wanted to get to where you are, what what you just said in ten years, but rather instead do it in one. So twelve months time. We met twelve months ago and I think a lot has changed in those twelve months. Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't have this podcast. I mean, we could get into talking about you, but how would you do it in a year? That's a really hard question to answer, especially because my answer I yeah. I would have to just... Well, take the, take the welcome to hell as that, as the one thing. Making that, say, all around Australia. I need it to be successful. So, I know the product's good. I've got a lot of interest from third parties. Yeah. Um, I just need the delivery. Mm. So, it's not a matter of... It's more of a matter of when that's going to launch... Yeah. And, and, and be successful. I know it's going to be successful. Yeah. It's just a matter of when. So exposure is really hard to get. Um, you can pay for likes. You can do all kind of stuff. But getting genuine exposure. Right. You want genuine it, stuff. You're not, 100%. You're not getting robots to do your course, right? How, well, and, and, and that's the thing too. This course isn't for everyone. Right. So I'm not about going and, and making this a tough mutter. Yep. Or another Spartan race. That's not the purpose of this course. Yeah, course is to bring value to people. So um, it's not like something I can run a Facebook ad and preach out to hundreds of people. Um, I'm only only running ten people at a time yep. for this course. Wow. For the sheer fact that I want to bring value. It's not about money to me at all. Yeah. So I guess like um, exposure through that um, would need to get me where I want to. Along those lines, in yeah, one year, okay. I guess, like, yeah, maybe get Andy for seller. Maybe get Andy for seller on in six months. I had him like my post. Course. Yeah, I had him like my post on Instagram. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, you have to get him to attend your course though. That's oh all yeah, I mean. yeah. Imagine that. Like maybe that's how you do it in a year. Seventy five hard. I, I should really put it out there, but like, I think you're seventy five hard. You should come do welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's listening. <laughs> oh, I hope he's listening. <laughs> nice man. All right. So, what are you afraid of right now? You're twenty three. Spiders. Spiders? Yeah, yeah. Don't like spiders. No? So does, no. does your partner Sarah, does she handle it with the cup and the paper? She's from the country, so she has no problems. <laughs> I remember one time I was like on the toilet and a spider like walked in because, you know, it's just us. So I would go to the toilet with the door open and I was up on the toilet and I'm like, Sarah, can I get the spider? <laughs> <laughs> and she's she? like, yeah, she's like, you're being ridiculous. I'm like, this thing's coming to get me. Uh, <laughs> what sort of spider was it? Was I think it was a little black one or something. <laughs> I mean, they're probably deadly. Yeah. We're in Australia, so yeah, yeah. everything wants to kill you, including the people. <laughs> um, in terms of, like, yeah, I guess, like, that's a trivial fear. Um, I don't really have any fears. I guess my fear would be to be average. Mm. 
Mm. I guess that's probably the biggest fear that um, I'm doing all of this for nothing. Um, I I have a lot of self belief and I believe in myself. And I did a video yesterday about belief, um, but I guess if everyone turned around and said, um, "I fucking hate the shit you put out there," I guess that that's probably my biggest fear that all this effort, all this energy just went into nothing. Mm. And it actually turned out to be like, no one's actually interested. No one really gives a fuck. But at the end of the day, I, I don't spend time thinking about that. I don't spend time dwelling on that. I don't spend time at all on that. I guess that would be the only fear that I'd ever have that that would be it. Yeah. Would be not so much fear to fail, but fear that this wouldn't work the way I would envision it to work. That's a good enough answer. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's your your thing, I guess. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say, <laughs> no, man. you got to be fucking scared of something else. I appreciate that. Yeah, spiders bite their fucking <laughs> <laughs> So there's no, like, spider drills, spiders in Welcome to Hell, I'm guessing. No. So <laughs> someone said that it was actually, it was one of the girls. She's like, look, I'm, I'm so fucking down for this. But she's like, please tell me there's going to be no spiders. And I was like, look, honey. Uh, <laughs> if there was fucking spiders I wouldn't be fucking doing this <laughs> I'm shutting it down <laughs> No yeah. chance Okay Quality So What motivates you On a daily basis We talked about We've talked about discipline We've talked about We have talked about motivation I know we We sort of said It's You know It's fake You need to be disciplined every day But You've got the eye on the prize we, You know I just asked you That's in 10 it. years What's That's the thing it. But yeah you've, you've Is that it? it Okay I write my goals on a mirror. Mm. I saw this video you posted. Talk to me about that. Yeah. yeah. I write my goals on a mirror. So when I stand there and I look at my goals and looking at myself, mm. I'm the only person holding myself back from my goals. So that's my motivation. Yeah. You know? No one else has holding me back from teaching my goals or going out there and achieving things. Yeah. It's just me. The moment you realise that, there's the moment you really, you really see how much potential you do have. Yeah. Totally. And, w- and then... In terms of success, we're going to talk about that. What is your definition of success? So I think it's different for everyone. Freedom. Comes back to that. Freedom. Yeah. You can define success very, very easy, you know what I mean? Some people would say that doing a podcast would, would, would be success to them. Yeah. Success to me is freedom. Yeah. Freedom. In terms of like, go wherever I want, do whatever I want, with whoever I want. Spend time, help people. That's freedom. Love it. Yeah. So you you consider yourself successful then right now? No. No? Wow. No. In some people's eyes, but you've you got to remember, when you talk about success, people have a, um, I guess, some people would say I'm successful, yep. but they're not the people I'm comparing myself to. So, you know, six figures, comfortable salary, Living the white picket fence life, you know. I've got, I got the house getting built. Everyone would be like, oh, yeah, your life's so mapped out. You're only 23. But then you realise, you go, who the fuck am I comparing myself to? Yeah. Am I comparing myself to my family? Yeah, of course I'm successful. If I compare myself to the average Joe who goes to work every single day and comes home and kisses his wife and watches TV, yeah, I'm successful. But if I compare myself to Andy Frisella or Gary Vee or Grant Cardone, it's nothing. So it's all about perception. It's all about who you compare yourself to. So I think the moment you, you start realizing, oh, I'm, 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 I'm fucking successful, that's when you, you naturally take the foot off the pedal. 
And then again, like you let go of a little thing here and a little thing there. I don't need to wake up at four o'clock this morning because, man, I just made fucking $50,000. Yeah. Why would I get up at four o'clock tomorrow, man? I'm going to fucking celebrate. I'm going to go out tonight and I'm going to have a blast with my friends. I'm going to drink. And then again, it talks into like the compound effect, the ripple effect. Yeah. You know, next weekend you're going out because you made $25,000. And the next weekend, because you made 10 grand. And then suddenly it gets a point where you're going out and you're celebrating. You didn't actually fucking achieve anything. Yeah, all right. Calling me out on some of my bullshit here. <laughs> I'm just going to say it how it is, man. I'm standing here like, maybe I shouldn't go out tonight. Saturday night. Yeah, but it, yeah you know what I mean? And, no, for and sure. I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. And Real conversation. That's what I want to have. And I think we're definitely having that. So well, think about it. You know what I mean? You. Some people struggle to spend time with themselves. Yeah. They don't find themselves interesting. They can't even spend the fucking weekend by themselves with their own thoughts. Do you think it's that or do you think it's like FOMO from oh, my friends or people are out here doing these things and I want to be, I want to have a better life than what they see on Instagram or what they see on social media? Or do you think it's a bit of both? Artificial environment. Right. Comes back to that. Yeah. What are you surround yourself around? Yeah. Your goals, you know? A lot of people's goals don't align with their lifestyle or who they are. That's why I tell people to write your goals on a on a mirror. Yeah, it's it's powerful when you look at yourself because people write their goals on a piece of paper and they're like, oh, you know, I'm gonna fucking do amazing things. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. But when you look at yourself and you actually go, fuck, I'm not actually doing anything right now that's even gonna remotely get me close to this. Mm. And then you have to look at yourself every single day when you look at your goals, and that's when you have that realisation, you know, today was a 60% day. Today was a 40% day. Today I did nothing <laughs> to get anything towards my goals. Yeah. Or today I gave it fucking 99%. And the moment you start doing that is, is, is the moment you get that tunnel vision, that focus. And when you start getting that focus, things fast track. I set goals to achieve um, by the end of this year and I achieved them in six months. And they were big fucking goals. Yeah. For some people, you know what I mean? Like, I said I was going to get a Merc and I said I was going to get a house. I got that in six months. And that's the realisation and the power behind actually looking at yourself when you set your goals because you confront them every single day. What gets tracked gets measured. If you just have a, a goal inside your head and you're not looking at it all the time, it's, I'll, I'll fucking get to that eventually. Yeah. But when you look at it every single day and you're like, fuck, I need to get there, I need to get there. I need to get that that sense of urgency becomes present. And that's when you achieve things. Love it, man. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm expecting a video of you going home and doing the mirror thing now. <laughs> I'm uh, thinking about it. Don't worry. I've, I've got my goals written down, but not in a yeah. mirror. Yeah, I do them on my mirror, not the missus mirror, because if I do it in hers, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, she can't <laughs> get rid of the one, right? Yeah. Nice, man. So... What advice would you give to, now you're young, usually yeah. um, you know, might be talking to some older people and say, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? But that was yeah. only a few years ago for you. But I think you were 12, you said, when you got given old, almost the ultimatum to go into foster care or yeah. live with your grandmother. So what advice would you give to your 12-year-old self, knowing everything you know now? Learn. Learn. I think for a long, long fucking time, I was afraid to ask for help. Um, I missed a couple of years at school and I thought I was just too focused on being a people pleaser. And I floated around school 
trying to fit in with all these people and be the the nice guy, the funny guy, the sporty guy, the cool guy. And I wasn't even being my kind of guy. I wasn't being me. So I guess the advice I give to myself is don't worry about what everyone else is doing because the one thing that I've realised is that all those people that I didn't get along with or the kids that didn't like me um, or the people I tried to impress, none of those people are relevant in my life right now. They're not even a thought. Mm. And if anything, the people that gave me shit in school are the ones that have messaged me saying, oh, man, you're fucking killing it. Yeah. They're the ones asking me for advice now. So I guess that's the advice that I'd give myself is stop fucking pretending and go out there and take risks and just be you. Love it. Great advice. Before we do go, is there anything you'd like to add maybe something that I haven't asked that has prompted anything you might like to add to nah, our conversation No, I think you've asked really today. good questions and I think it's uh, there's a lot of value in what we've spoken about. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much cool. for coming in, uh, as I say. Um, this will be going out in the next few weeks, so I really appreciate you uh, taking the time today. So Looking thank you so much. Looking forward to it, man. No, yeah. Thank you. And hopefully we'll do this again. Absolutely. Yeah, well, at least in 10 years, hey, but maybe <laughs> in one. If I'm going to make you do it in one, I better do it in... You know, well, yeah. I'll still be doing it in ten. Yeah. Before you go, what's your goals? What are my goals with with this or just in no, life? In life, in life. Well, I want to help people through this podcast, like, and anyone listening, if they've ever had a thought to make their own podcast, I definitely recommend it because it just gives you license to go and ask to have a conversation with someone. Yeah. Like, well, I had a conversation with you a year ago, but it was obviously in different circumstances and. You know, this gives you the license, as I say, the ability to ask whatever you want, you know, and it just opens more and more things up because now I'm sure when I re- you know, release it, you'll probably share it with some people. Yeah, of course. And those people, I could then maybe contact and have a conversation with them, whether that's via a podcast or just a phone call. You know, it just allows you to meet more like-minded people in, in any area of life. So... I mean, that's what I hope to do through this. That's one of my big goals is just to help help people, yeah, achieve what they want to achieve in life. And, you know, I, I always ask people, what's your definition of success? And I think you're very self-aware in that you know that your course isn't for everyone. And I respect that. And I, honestly, I'd like to do it. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. But I think that, you know... What you've, what you've described and talked about isn't necessarily for everyone as well. You know, there are some people who like just having a job, going home, sitting on the couch with their wife. And if that's what they want to do, cool. But me personally, that's not what I want to do. I don't have a TV. I, like, I, I got rid of my TV, got rid of my PS4, and all my mates give me shit about it now. I left my group chats that, you know, we talked yeah. about, you know, PlayStations and shit. So you you're know? slowly building your artificial environment. Absolutely. But, like, I turned 27 a couple of weeks ago. I, my dad was 28 when he had me, you know, and I think about these things in a cycle, you know, I need to, yeah, I guess I'd never thought about it, but creating my artificial environment, but that's what I'm trying to do, is ultimately just help people, yeah. and draw it down to one simple thing, and I know I've helped people with this podcast so far, so I'm not planning on stopping anytime soon, so. That's good, man, I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to see the growth from the podcast. Cheers, in 10 years, we'll come back and... Love. Absolutely, it'll be in a different studio. I'll make sure of that. But thank you so much, Dylan, for uh, good, coming thank on you. today, and we'll uh, be in touch. Beautiful, Peace. So there you have it. Thanks again to Dylan for coming in. 
and having this conversation with me. I really appreciate him taking the time. And if anyone wants to find out a bit more about what he does in terms of anything you know, that we've spoken about, it's all in the show notes, but you can follow him via Instagram. He is underscore Dylan, J-A underscore is Instagram and welcome to hell is simply welcome to hell.oz. So check those out. And uh, yeah, as always, let me know what you thought about this episode, about the Hope Initiative. If you have any questions or want to get in touch, feel free to do so via Facebook or Instagram or my email. And as always, until next time, all the very best. <laughs>